So let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Fulter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's mvmtgb.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project podcast, and today I'm joined by founder of On Pace Race, Carrie Miller herself. Um, We have, I don't know, been talking about this since I think our Starbucks coffee meeting last year. That's right. And schedules finally aligned on this blustery day. So thanks for taking the time out. I know you got a ton of stuff going on and you just keep adding to it. Yeah, that's life in the Miller house. Thanks, that's Trevor. For sure. Um, so, you know, kind of what we were talking about before we hit record. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about On Pace, how it got started, like what it is um, and all things that it kind of brings to the community, especially the running community. Yeah, definitely. So. On Pace has been going on really since about 2015. Um, It started with just me as a coach, so On Pace coaching. Um, I'm certified through the USA uh, Track and Field Association and the Road Runners Club of America, that's RRCA. So I went through those um, training protocols and I had kind of been helping a lot of my friends with training just because I liked it before going through the training. And uh, at that point I had already run like 15 full marathons, you know, some ultras and a hundred, a 50. So I had the the experience, um, the running experience and some of the coaching experience already. So I just kind of made it official and started a little business. So that's been going on um, for about seven years now. So that was the first part of it. Then, in 2017, the Cellcom Green Bay Marathon um, was looking for somebody to lead their pace teams. And they asked me if I'd be willing to do that. I had never paced before. Um, I knew what pacers were, but that was about it. And I was pretty well connected in the running community in Green Bay. So um, I said yes. <laughs> and um, I took the, the role really seriously and I brought a lot of passion to it. Um, and I, um, I made like a really big pace team for Cellcom because I wanted it to be awesome and I wanted it to affect as many runners um, as we could out on the full and half marathon courses. So, um, and in doing that, my husband, Paul, helped me a little bit too. Usually when pacers run, they run with like a, a little wooden dowel with a, like a laminated sign stapled to it um, to show their time that they're pacing. 
and we wanted to look more professional than that. So we came up like with a patented carbon fiber uh, stick and <laughs> he's kind of in the printing business. So we had a nice like um, wicking, air wicking sign uh, that went on the top. And on that sign, we have the Pacers name and our sponsors. And so we made it really personal and neat. Um, and at the expo, we had a nice little setup, you know, nice tablecloth. We were showing the new sticks and um, all the pace times we were covering and brought a lot of energy to that expo. And ironically, while I was there, um, two other race directors happened to be wandering around and saw what we were doing and asked if we could also provide pacers to their races. Mm -hmm. One was the Wausau Marathon. They were both local. The other one was Fox Cities. So I was kind of taken aback because I thought I was just hired to do Cellcom. You know, why would I do this? Why would I keep doing this to myself? But uh, we decided, oh, this is kind of a step and repeat process. Like these runners in Green Bay are so passionate and they weren't just from Green Bay. Our Pacers were from really all around Wisconsin. They um, wanted to do more. So it kind of became, I guess I would say a business. Um, at that point, we started with one race and we kind of jumped up to three. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we rocked out that first Cellcom Green Bay Marathon. It was awesome. And we kind of just kept going from there. So that was 2017 um, where we had three races. Mm -hmm. I believe in 2018, we grew to approximately 10. Then in 19, we were already up to about 30. Then COVID hit and we the went- year that was? Yeah, like the year they got lost. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we don't went. count that year. So when we had 30 races, we were already in maybe about nah, seven, eight, nine, ten different states. We were branching out of Wisconsin. People were hearing about us. We were getting really good reviews. Um, and so we, you know, we're developing a network of pacers really all around the United States now, mm -hmm. not just in Wisconsin. Um, so COVID hit, we were down to zero. Now we're on a huge upswing again. Um, we are close to 50 races in wow. about 20, 20 to 25 states, I want to say. So that's awesome. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. I was going to ask um, how many states that you guys are covering it up to this point, because mm -hmm. I knew it was up there. I knew it was getting high. Mm -hmm. That's super yeah. cool. And I think the other cool thing is, you know, Cellcom's a pretty big race. We started mm -hmm. with that. Then we were kind of thinking, we'll make this a local thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, mainly Wisconsin, smaller races that couldn't maybe afford to have a pace team because we don't charge races for what we do. And um, one thing led to another. And, you know, we're pacing, we've paced now in Cleveland. We're pa pacing the Detroit Free Press Marathon, which is really quite a big marathon. We're out in California and San Diego in the San Francisco area. We're in the Hamptons. We're, mm. you know, around Boston. We're at Martha's Vineyard. We were in Bermuda. So nice. it's small and big races now. And we just don't want to lose our core of, of really knowing our pacers. Um, not just, you know, like being a family. I think mm -hmm. we really feel like we're a family and, um, we don't just go and run with a stick and then leave. You know, we make sure the pacers get to know each other. We stick around after the race, get to know the runners. All those things are kind of part of what we do. And I should explain, I said, we don't charge the race for what we do. So my husband, Paul, um, is in sales. 
Um, I know, shocking for <laughs> never would have guessed. <laughs> no, no, wouldn't have guessed it. But um, he uh, he solicits sponsors to help us cover our costs of making all you know our the sticks and all the printing and the shirts that we give to Pacers and the, some of the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. So um, it's really neat because, you know, all of our Pacers are are volunteers giving of their time. They're paying their own travel. Uh, The race isn't, you know, paying us to do this. People are just kind of helping other people. So it continues to be what we call a selfless act of volunteerism when we pace and help in races. That's awesome. And, you know, off of that, all I can, and, and talking with you guys, um, and everything like that, like how you've grown, it's almost like it's a community, like you said, family. Like how do you guys connect everybody? I mean, you're covering such a wide um, range of spaces and races at this point. Um, how do you keep that community like so tight-knit? Because it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Paul and I try to be there, um, and we have a couple leaders that are just really awesome that we trust if we can't be there. But for the most part, you know, we're there. So we're meeting people face to face. You know, they can attach an email name with an actual person. And um, I think we do kind of have pockets sometimes, like Paul was just in Modesto, which is in Northern California. And 90% of those pacers were from Modesto. So they maybe Mm -hmm. don't know the Wisconsin pacers, but Mm -hmm. We do have a good group of Pacers who like to travel as well. So many times we'll, they'll be intermingled together and everyone will just kind of end up meeting other people. Awesome. So, yeah, I think there's pockets of families and then there's, you know, a little bit of crossing right. into family to family. And uh, yeah, like I said, we just we usually have a dinner the night before we have like a gathering after. So we just really get to know the people and they get to know each other, too, because we take that extra time to be personal. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's crazy how in five years, technically four, because we won't count twenty twenty. Um, it's it's grown and what you guys are doing. Um, and you have pacers for every different like time, right? Like, doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah, kind of got everybody covered. Yeah, good good point there. Um, we make sure, and we're really passionate about. Um, making sure we help the fastest to the slowest. Mm -hmm. So um, we have what we call sweepers out on the course. And a lot of people, if they're new or they think they're slow, they are tentative to race because they think they'll be the last one Mm -hmm. or they're holding up the race or all these fears that they have. So we try to take that away by making sure our person is out there supporting the very last runners telling them, you know, not trying to hurry them along, but just mm-hmm. supporting them so that they make it to the finish line with whatever they need. So they might have a backpack out there. Sometimes races are taking aid stations down and, you know, that's mm-hmm. never a good feeling if you're still a <laughs> participant and, mm-hmm. oh, they've run out of water. So we'll make sure we have all the things. We're alerting the people at the finish line. Like, hey, we still have three more people out here. We're going to make sure they finish, get through the finish line, get a medal, have all the accolades that they deserve. So um, there's a person, Esther Sherman, who really helped open my eyes to the back of the Packers Mm -hmm. and what they need and what they're feeling out there. So we take uh, that very seriously. And at the other end of the spectrum, we we have a lot of fast, very, very talented runners um, who also have great personalities who are out there 
running at blistering speeds, carrying a sign <laughs> and helping those super fast runners reach their goals too. Nice. That's cool. You know, when you guys first started this, did you guys see people hitting times that they didn't necessarily expect simply by having pacers there? Like, does it, are you seeing people push themselves yeah. a little yeah. harder with this? Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I think it changes a little bit, maybe what time you're pacing, but, mm -hmm. but in some ways not, um, because those six hour full marathoners are working just as hard as the ones trying to hit a three hour marathon. But yes, you'll be shocked at how running in community and having, we're kind of like in race coaching, mm -hmm. how that really helps somebody maybe not give up when it would be easy because no one was holding them accountable. Mm -hmm. Like. I can't tell you the amount of people who many times I pace the four hour full who, you know, they, they start all start off great. You know, everything's going fine until like mile 15 or 16. They start having some major doubts. It's getting really hard and you still have over 10 miles to go. That's mm. a long way. And so, you know, we just focus on staying positive. They know they don't have to keep looking at their watch because that's what I'm doing. That's my job. Yeah. What they have to do is just stay positive and keep going. And then we're there encouraging them. And yeah, the, the results are really, really cool. And the way they feel when they hit those goals and then they thank you is mm -hmm. off the charts. So there's nothing more rewarding than that. I bet that's going to just make it all worth it right after that. I mean, that's the best, mm -hmm. that's the best feeling is seeing um, somebody reach their goal or surpass what they had expected of themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And again, that accountability is extremely massive. I mean, that's, that's invaluable. It, it really is. Um, so, you know, I, I have a question about this. You mentioned it a little earlier on. Um, you're on pace coaching. You're still doing that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's that like for, you know, if some runners are looking for something like that, can you mm -hmm. tell us a little, or tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, you know, everyone has different goals. Some people just want to see if they can run a mile without stopping. Um, some people want to run an 100-mile ultramarathon. Some people want to qualify for Boston. I honestly have the gamut of runners that I will help. Some are students. Um, so it doesn't matter what the goal is. Um, I have very, again, with on pace how we operate, I have a very personal experience that I give to my clients. Um, I also have a co-coach, Caroline. So I will only take up to 10 people. So if I'm at that 10 limit, then Caroline will take a few as well, but we don't, um, we're not looking for volume. Mm -hmm. We are looking for the right fit for us and for our clients and uh, taking a small amount of people so we can really get to know them, um, comment on every workout they have. We set them up uh, in a way to reach their goals. We use an app called Training Peaks, so we're not always running with them. That's not possible. And right. not all of them are local. Um, maybe about half of our clients are local. I think just because we're all over the place, we end up meeting people who are all over the place. And then sometimes they really connect with me and want coaching, so I end up having clients all over. Um, but, you know, I have a mixture of strength and running workouts and um, Caroline is certified in nutrition as well. So we have that as a part of it. Nice. And we just, you know, are there with them, guiding them to reach their goals, whatever cool. they may be. That's perfect. And yeah, you've got that like, kind of the three main tiers kind of covered the coaching, the strength, nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know what you're doing. So that's, mm -hmm. that's awesome. 
That's cool. Um, kind of going back to the um, pacing now, and it's just kind of all over the place. This was a question I wanted to ask, but completely forgot. If somebody is interested in doing that, mm-hmm. how would they contact you guys, or how would they kind of start that process? Yeah, yeah, good question. So um, I always tell them, okay, shoot me an email if you're interested. Um, but we are looking for very experienced runners that are helping the other runners. So I like to see for half marathon pacers, people who have run at least 10 half marathons Mm -hmm. and really get a feel for what it's like out there. Um, and these, these are actual races, not just running the distance, but being in actual races. So they are, you know, very well tied in with what goes on in a race, you know, what to look for, what problems might occur, all those things. Same thing for the full Maybe after they have about 10 fulls under their belt, they're ready, depending on if they have the personality for it, um, to join our team. So, um, you know, we, it's hard running a marathon and you don't want to be worrying about yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm looking for experienced people. And then secondarily, we slow down a lot too. So we're not running like we would run in a race when we're pacing. Uh, for a full marathon, we're slowing down by at least 20 minutes from what we would be competing. Okay. In so that we can we know we'll be okay we're not going to be suffering out there you know so that we can help other people mm-hmm. nice okay that's perfect so switching gears a little bit i know that you have quite a few kids <laughs> <laughs> um, um you and paul so um i know that there's kind of like you had mentioned a lot of questions about getting started when can they start um, what's the best way for, um, you know, kids or even adults? I'd be curious to hear your thought process on that. Just starting the process of getting into running. Like, what, what do you hear about that? Because I'm sure you do get a lot of questions around that. Like, when can they start? What's the best way? All that stuff. Yeah. I think the stereotype that's out there is long distance running, which I'll say maybe is a 5K and up. 5K is 3.1 miles. Um, there's um the stigma is like oh that's for older people like my kid maybe can't do that that's too far they're gonna get hurt um that kind of a thing um my kids have grown up seeing my husband paul and i running so that's part of it if they see it if you are an adult and you're a runner and you have kids your kids are seeing you do that that's you're already well on your way so they have an understanding of it And I think realizing that kids can do whatever they set their mind to. And as long as they're doing it in a smart and healthy way, there's no reason to say no, as long as the will is there. You don't want to be dragging them along. But um, what has kind of just happened for our family is that I have um, coached a running program at the grade school, starting with 4K kids who are four or five years old up to fourth grade. And they train to run our local Cellcom Green Bay Marathon 5K. So that um, in a six-week period, we take them from zero experience for most of them um, to being able to run three miles to running actually in a race three miles, which is the coolest, you know, to have that finish line and all that support out there. It's amazing what these kids can do in six weeks. You know, we start with a quarter mile. And, you know, we just slowly increase the distance. We keep it really fun. Like your pace is of no importance. It does not matter. 
we're, you know, some kids are faster, some kids are slower. We're all just celebrating what we can do out there. Um, you know, if you have to walk, that's okay. You don't make it like super rigid. You just have it be fun and celebrate the accomplishments and you, you'll be surprised what happens. Hmm. That's, that's a good point. Cause I mean, we, we kind of hear it too, especially from like on our end, the strength side of things like kids, strength training, um, this and that, but it's interesting to hear like kind of the same conversation just applying it to running like I've never really I personally haven't really we don't have kids so I've never really thought of that um but they are just kind of mirror what you do mm -hmm. well and I guess to take it a step further with our family um when the COVID hit and our kids are involved in a lot of sports and that all kind of went away for a while my my kids asked me my two older girls if they could train to run a full marathon and at the time they were 11 and 12. Okay. And then my next two wanted to do a half. And so Paul and I sat down and talked, realizing that they, I wasn't the ones, you know, saying you should do this. Mm -hmm. They came to us and said, we want to do this. And we decided, okay, yes, you have to follow our plan and our rules. We need to eat very healthy. If something hurts, we're going to take care of that. We're not running through it. Like as long as we do this safely, you can do it. And um, they ended up, it was an awesome summer. I will never forget of training. Paul and I are kind of running with, you know, various kids at various paces and writing up plans. And they did so well. Um, at the time of the race, uh, they were 13 and 11. Um, my oldest daughter ran a very hard full marathon in 403, wow. my next one in 354, and then oh, my eight-year-old son ran his first half uh, in under two hours, and my six-year-old daughter ran her first half, and she ran with my husband in 212. Holy cow. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. But all these things are possible. People think, you know, oh, my gosh, that's nuts. What did you do to these kids? And, you know, if, if they want it and they put in the work and do it in a safe way, mm -hmm. there's no reason why it's not, it's not possible. And we didn't, and they weren't running every day. You know, mm -hmm. my six-year-old daughter was only running two, sometimes three times a week. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask what that safe way typically is with um younger kids like mm -hmm. days off rest days um strength like was that. in there too yeah okay. they were doing that too okay cool so just typically kind of running a few days strength training and then how important is the mindset and like mm -hmm. mentality behind all of this yeah i'm, I'm interested in that aspect of it mm -hmm. i always say i think it's more than 50 percent um mm -hmm. you know you can have all the skill but if you think you can't do it you won't do it you have to have that mindset that you have to want it and then believe. And if you do, really good things will happen. Um, my second oldest daughter just has a lot of talent in running, just talent. And nothing was ever hard for her. Like even the 20 mile run we did, like, <laughs> I'm like okay, this is crazy. Well, in the race, I was running with her. And for the first time at mile 23, I saw like doubt you know, like, mm. oh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can do this. It was maybe the only time I've seen that out of her, but yet she was able to overcome and believe and cross the finish line too. So that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Talk about mental strength mm -hmm. on 
at such a young age. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's incredible. And that kind of ties into what you're doing um, as a pacer as well. I'm, I'm sure you see that stuff too. And I mean, you're right there in their corner, just kind of almost mm -hmm. a cheerleader. Oh like, yeah. Hey, just keep going. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. The number of times I tell, like people are like, I don't think I can do this. And I tell them they can, like I hundreds of times yeah. and they do and they will. So it's, I, in the way I coach people, there's a mental aspect of coaching too. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know, it's going to get hard. What are you going to do about it when you hit that place? You know, that's all a part of training too. Yeah. And you have that experience. I mean, you've lived it, done it, have mm -hmm. gone through it. And I mean, there's nothing more valuable to somebody that's training and going through that stuff to have somebody else be like, Hey, I know exactly how you feel. Mm -hmm. You can like, just keep going. Like I'm, yeah. I'm with you. That's I massive. always tell people I've already made all the mistakes. <laughs> So I'm, just, I'm trying to help you not make them. Nice. That's good. You can pass that on to your kids too. Yeah. Like, don't do what we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. That's cool. Um, is there anything, like, what are some red flags maybe that kids are overdoing it? I think that would be really interesting to hear. Overtraining, doing too much, uh, maybe should dial back. Mm-hmm. I think as a kid, you know, we as adults can say, oh, listen to your body. Mm-hmm. But kids, they're just not that old. They don't know how to listen to their body. Right. So we as parents kind of have to check in with them and see. I mean, you know how your kids are if they're complaining a lot. If something hurts, absolutely get that taken care of. You know, if they seem really unusually tired, okay, then we have to recover more. You know, you kind of have to listen to their body for mm -hmm. them and make sure you know safety first like there's always going to be another race to run so you don't push through anything you address the concerns even if they're it seems too much for them maybe they're not ready and that's okay don't push it wait another year and maybe try it again mm -hmm. nice and what type of strength training at a younger age have you guys kind of seen be most beneficial I and mean, it's kind of a broad question yeah. but overall well, I think for the younger kids, you know, most of them haven't done this stuff before. Right. So you can't just say, oh, go do this. You really have to, somebody has to have a knowledge of it and mm -hmm. do it with them. There's a lot of good programs in Green Bay for younger kids that you can have your kids join. Um, my husband and I do have that background a little bit so we can go, you know, and help them with certain things. Core is always going to be huge to running and a lot of other things too. So that's a no brainer putting some of those things in a lot of body weight things. Um, there's a lot of good books out there. Um, but just making sure their form is correct uh, is is a big thing so they don't end up straining or pulling something that they shouldn't. Um, yeah. Nice. It's cool. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, okay. Now, you've got an event coming up. You guys have had a couple of events. Um, you've got one coming up in a couple of days. It's perfect weather for it. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that and what that's how that's kind of come to fruition and um, just what's going on. Yeah, so we have a race on April 2nd. That's this Saturday. It's called Think Spring De Pier. It's a 5K and a half marathon, and it starts and ends at De Pier. That's on the east side, East De Pier High School. And um, so what ended up happening, we 
bought a race that Dutry Run used to have that was called the St. Patrick's Benefit Run. It was in Kimberly and it was 10 miles. So we kind of rebranded it. We brought it to De Pere where we're from and changed things a little bit. Um, so for all intents and purposes, it's new. The course is new. It's certified. It's awesome. Both courses are certified. So, you know, you know, when we're pacing, we want to be right on time and accuracy is a big deal. So, you know, the course is going to be set up um, well. The mile markers will be right. We will have a lot of aid stations out there to help you. But anyway, not to get away from the fact, I think spring to pier is on Saturday. It's snowing today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but the high is 41 on Saturday. So there it is. that's an improvement. We're thinking spring. Yeah, right. If you think it, manifest it, put it out there. It's it's gonna happen eventually, right? That's, that's awesome. right. That's super cool. And um can people still register? Yes, you can still register up till the day of the event. Obviously, the earlier, the better. Um, but even the morning of, you can come to the high school and we'll assign you a bib right then and there. Um, we want everyone who wants to come out to be able to come out. Um, we've kept the prices pretty reasonable so that everyone can come. Um, the 5K even has a discount for four or more entries from the same family. Actually, not just the 5K, the half and, and the 5K. If you have a family of four or more running, everyone gets $5 off their registration. So that's coming from a big family. We feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I don't really want to pay hundreds of dollars for my kids to run in a 5K. So, um, so there's that. Um, but you know, we've really been working day and night to make this an awesome experience for everyone. So that is our goal. It's a give back to the community. You know, we're all about the people we want to celebrate them and give them an opportunity to see what they can do out there. So I think it's one, you know, it's early spring. So a lot of people won't be in their peak, uh, shape, so to speak, you know, we've had to train through this Wisconsin winter and that's just the pits like, you know let me tell you about <laughs> right. that because it certainly hasn't ended and it's not like we've had this great weather to get back in shape so okay. i think if people use it as kind of a starting point to spring and kind of springboard from springboard see how i what i did with that? i like this i like what you're doing <laughs> with the words <laughs> it's, it's good from there it's just yeah you know you never regret it after it's over and the feeling you get after completing something like that is I think the reason why a lot of people run. So we're, you know, we're going to have an awesome experience out there for you. We have medals for the 5k medals for the half. We have awesome shirts. We have a party at Greystone for the half marathoners from 11 to 1:30. We have bamboo shirts for the half marathoners. Nice. Um, we have great food noodles and companies coming out and bringing meatballs. We have breakfast burritos. Um, I have so many great people helping out with this. Um, it is no small task to put together, but we, you know, we're, we're having fun. We're working together and we're going to put on a great event. That's awesome. That sounds like a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a lot. I think everyone's going to get a lot of bang for their buck. So yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Um, and the weather, I mean, should be great. What can well, you expect? You can't ask for forties yeah, on April. We 2nd. chose to live here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No kidding. We we did. Somebody did chose for us, and then we just stuck I around. know. I always <laughs> I always say, why did my ancestors pick yeah, here? Right, right. Why? What were they thinking? Yeah. Gosh. And it's it's just so long. 
It's mm-hmm. so long. And then it's like, all right, it's nice. And then it gets super hot. But as fast as that comes, then it's just like right back to this. What can you do? At least what I'm hearing is they might um, get rid of uh, daylight savings time. Yes. Which finally. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. We've been waiting our whole lives for this, people. (laughs) Honestly, something so small is like, ah, yes, let's let's do it. Yep. Because that 4 p.m. dark time, that ain't good for anybody. No. Nope. Awesome. I've been questioning that for many years, so yeah. I was like, I know it's not a done deal yet, but I'm very hopeful. Me too. And I don't know if you've, I've like looked into this a lot, and this is really off topic, but, <laughs> but um, like the health benefits or um, like all the health risks around daylight savings time, like especially cardiovascular events, just like skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of everything else, just like, the mental health of everything too around the darkness and all that like i just think it's just going to benefit everybody mm-hmm. like winter sucks just mm-hmm. give us more daylight <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's all we ask for yeah we'll yeah. plow through it but i'll take five o'clock getting dark over four Absolutely. Up for that. yeah i'm Absolutely. sorry all those morning people out there but yeah i'm with everyone's you. still awake at four o'clock too that's the thing right it's it's everybody's awake just give us something yeah. <laughs> for sure, for real cool um anything else you want us to know about on pace what you guys are doing um anything we talked about no if we can help you in some way like if you're running a, a local race um reach out we are you know we have a website uh on pace i have a website on pace coaching.com we're on facebook we're on instagram reach out and let us know how we can help you, you know, or if we're pacing an event or what time you're shooting for, um, you know, I'll let you know if we have a person there who can, who can run that race with you. Um, we're just there to support the runners. So that is our mission. And we have so many great people who are just out there to give of their time and talent. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it's so cool what you guys are doing, what you guys have grown um in the community so like kudos to you guys for doing that that's it's really cool and special thank you um okay i got a few lightning round questions for you you mm-hmm. ready for this you know, i hope so i kind of yeah. think i might know the answer for one of them but we'll see um so starting off what's your favorite and, and when I, I i've been saying this when i say health like obviously that's a very very like broad and vague term like there's it's an umbrella term really but what's your favorite um health related book yeah, so we talked a lot about the mental aspect of running mm-hmm. and other sports for that matter, maybe even enduring winter, however you want to look at it. There's a book by Dina Castor, who is a uh, long-distance United States uh, runner. It's called Let Your Mind Run. Um, she's an Olympian and a record holder in the marathon, and it just shows how when she changed the way she looked at things mentally, how that affected her running. Hmm. That's perfect. Awesome. What awesome read. Yeah, especially if you struggle with with mental, you know, when things get tough, do you crumble or do you rise to the occasion? This is a great book for you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to check that one out. Um What's your favorite health-related activity to do in the Green Bay area? <laughs> Gee. Um I guess no, not I guess. <laughs> Running with my, you know, my family, whoever mm-hmm. it may be, all my kids run except for our baby. <laughs> She'll have her time, yeah, but right. 
and particularly on the Fox River Trail, because you end up seeing so many people you know that I just love that. It's awesome. So that's what I'd say. Or pacing a local race and helping. Yeah, that's cool. I, I figured but that's <laughs> awesome, especially with the fam. Like, that's a cool I, thing to be able to do. Yep. Um, and then lastly, like, what's, what's one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's maybe, and this kind of ties in with everything we've talked about, um, and we can you know, actually make it specific to running, kind of looking to get into that lifestyle, make different habits, build different um, habits around healthy lifestyles, nutrition, activity, um, all that stuff. I know you said one thing. I'm going to say three. Yeah. One is try to eat clean. Um, Second is have a workout schedule and a plan for when you're going to run or do strength or whatever it is that you do have a plan that works and kind of try to make it a routine so that you're not, Ooh, when am I going to fit this in? It's just part of your life. And three, listen to your body. You know, it's, it's hard. You're like, no, this, my plan says this. Yes. But if you feel broken, you don't do that. That trumps the plan. Listen to your body. It's telling you things that are important. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. I mean, consistency habits build good habits you can do what you want mm-hmm. that's huge that's awesome yeah. awesome well thank you carrie so much i know you got a lot going on i'm going to be sure to um you know add links in for everybody that's listening to your pages and everything like that so i really appreciate your time yeah thanks so much trevor it was fun awesome awesome and thanks for listening guys <laughs> Like more information about us,